0: Hey there, I didn't do a very good job of introducing Andy Sanford when it was time. I was just really stuck on the Aqua Teen Hunger Force stuff. He was a recurring character on that animated series, and I was obsessed with it when I was in college. It was a long-running, really crazy, super absurdist thing. I, I loved it. Super big cult following. Anyway, he was also on Conan. He's a nationally touring stand-up comedian. And he has an album out called Me The Whole Time, another one coming out, and special coming out on July 24th. He's been written up many times as, like, Brooklyn's funniest and stuff like that. So that's who you're about to hear. All right, enjoy. Stand-up comic joke it up one time. Fun names. Fun names. Let's talk about sets, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about
1: all
0: the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about sets. Let's talk about, <laughs> sets. Let's talk about sets. Talk about sets! Yay! This is Let's Talk About Sets. It's a podcast uh-huh. on comedy. Today's theme is word economy. <laughs>
2: You're being very efficient.
0: Our guest,
3: Andy Sanford uh, Hi uh, First clip uh, no. Jeff well, just, Caldwell Let's have a, a seven minute episode
2: Yeah, right. yeah just the quickest Yeah. <laughs> this is our Letterman episode <laughs>
0: Oh my god well, you fucked it up now I, I know I, yeah. more it's of a None rainbow. of that was all extraneous Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm sorry I ruined the process fine We're not performing
0: Yeah no, no. <laughs> Alright, so our, our, first, our first clip today is by Jeff Caldwell It's his Letterman set from September 29th, 2006
4: oh, Great to be here I mean, really great to be here I, uh, I used to have a real job I used to be a civil engineer But, you know People begin to talk after your third bridge falls down. They uh, they say, you know, it may not be just the drinking anymore. (laughs) Guilty. You got me. Uh, You're not mechanical enough to be an engineer when you use a screwdriver and you have to say lefty-loosey, righty (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oops. Not good with computers, I remain not good. Had to call the tech support guy, get a little help. He starts asking me questions. What what kind of operating system have you got there? Oh, um, electricity, I think. (laughs) Been plugging in my wall. I'm trying to get tech-savvy. Now I have the uh, hands-free device for the cell phone, and that's a wonderful design. It's got the speaker, fits right in my ear hole, and the microphone extends about to the tip of my ear lobe. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're having trouble hearing you, Jeff. Well, that's because the sound comes out of this hole in the front of my face right here. <laughs> yeah, the vibration's through my jawbone. A little indistinct sometimes. Uh, <laughs> my apologies. I tried to call information, it's not a person anymore, it's a computer trying to decipher what I say, and that technology, not finished. (laughs) I've lost my credit card. What listing? American Express. The toll-free number for America West Airlines. (laughs) 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 What if you need something important in a hurry, suicide hotline? The number for Susan Huntley. <laughs> Susan, you don't know me. <laughs> well, it's easy to get down in this country. You know it. The pizza people are working against us. <laughs> Cheese in the crust. Free brownies. That was an aggressive move. <laughs> Now they'd like us to dip it in some ranch dressing, too. Yeah, yeah pizza gets so dry. I had, I had two slices. I got gout. It's a little rich. Yeah. I try. I, uh, we have to trust the people that handle our food. I'm always nervous of those little home-cooking restaurants. You'll see them on the highway. Ed's Country Kettle. Mmm country with a K. Oh, Ed, you've misspelled country. (laughs) Makes me think uh, you might forget to wash your hands periodically. (laughs) Makes me think I might get a little E. coli with a K. (laughs) Maybe some country cramps.
1: And
4: and there's no excuse for that now. In our stores right now, we have something called antibacterial soap. Yeah, I kind of thought that was understood as part of our contract with soap. (laughs) Maybe it was putting a dent in the germs. What the hell have I been washing my hands with? (laughs) Bacteria neutral, virus friendly. I'd like a refund, please. I bought a lot of crap soap, but I'm not happy about it. I do not have my receipts. We are going to need a manager. At at least we have these wonderful medicines. You see them advertised on TV all the time. How about that sleeping pill where the glowing green butterfly comes into your room? (laughs) Now I need an anxiety pill. A rather terrifying side effects you might want to put on the list. Don't let it land on me. I like the people in the ad for the herpes medicine. They always seem to be kayaking. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an epidemiologist, but maybe we ought to take a look at these rental kayaks. <laughs> I think I found the problem. <laughs> Let's spray them out like we do bowling shoes, people. Oh, but they're so active. I'm not letting her piece keep me down. <laughs> I'm rowing over the falls to end this discomfort. Susan Huntley? Yeah, I'm really doing it this time. <laughs>
3: Andy why'd you pick this bit it's one of my favorite late night sets his word economy is so good like he does in that credit card bit when he's like just the rhythm of that or he's like that technology not finished and then just him going doing that little maniacal laugh is like a line yeah
0: there are so many examples of that in this bit Let's just start with defining what, what we mean when we say word economy, because it's mostly misconstrued. I've
2: no, I misconstrued it myself. Yeah, actually, before yeah. you told me your definition,
3: how I take it, and it might be a wider definition than most, but uh-huh. not just uh, saying the least or being, uh, you know, having the most brevity with getting the point across. I think it's like. Using your words economically, like use making sure everything you say has uh, a reason, everything you say is important uh-huh. you know, to the bit, just no extraneous stuff right. which doesn't mean you know that you have to be a robot and say the least words yeah. possible, or if it fits the rhythm better, yeah. that style can work, but then there's yeah. also yeah it's just I think it's just like keeping stock of like for how much bullshit I'm saying how How much do I need to? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, For me, it's like a general rule. Uh
0: The most efficient way to get to the funny, right? I think that it's really, really common to say, use the least amount of words. Uh But really, it's that like, humiliate with strunken white the the old like grammar book it's a small book that like almost every I had a bunch of grammar nerd friends and still do from college my closest <laughs> friends were all we were all about grammar for some reason uh, <laughs> I think bunch. I think it's like we, we wanted we wanted to deflect vagina I think That uh, <laughs> was yeah. our goal. Uh, and they wrote this book it was called the elements of style and it, the number one thing they said over and over again was omit needless words mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean omit as many as, as many words many, as possible yeah it means <laughs> yeah. omit the words you don't need to yeah. get your point across yeah. and also that also it's not just your point but the feeling that you uh-huh. want yeah the flow that you want also yeah.
3: everything we say i mean the idea of stand-up comedy is extraneous words yeah a yeah, lot yeah. Of time. yeah. Like, you're going to watch a guy talk like, uh-huh. it's not like this is a bulletin you know this is the emergency <laughs> yeah. broadcast system it's an extraneous
0: something. performance <laughs> yeah uh,
3: so uh, we you know you got to give yourself a little bit it's a yeah. need that they, they want to hear you talk yeah it's it, not
0: needed but it is but but within that that, yeah. that 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 context there are uh many things that you can say that don't serve the bit yes well, and and i don't think and detract from it.
2: Yeah. Gary Goldman is an example of someone that does those long long bits and they have perfect word economy and so that's like building a plane you need each piece of the plane. If you get extra pieces it will weigh the plane down. And then there's wow. Stephen Wright and he that's like uh, a paper plane. It's just you just need one sheet of paper. So it's like <laughs> if you yeah. So it's just like very it's like both things are great and wonderful but you can't have too much or too little for uh, each, uh, and, still uh, and still have it fly, and still have fly. Yeah, <laughs> it's
0: hard for me. It to will hear... instead bomb. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: <laughs> it's hard for me to hear a metaphor involving Stephen Wright and not think to myself, the simile is like a metaphor.
0: Why, though, do you think word economy is so critical? I just always assume no one wants to hear
3: my shit, like, at, uh, <laughs> in life or whatever. Like, if I'm going to say something or especially announce it to a room of people, I just have this overwhelming guilt to, like, make sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it drives me nuts when a bit doesn't make sense. So, like, whatever that time frame is where you size up someone and how easy it is to listen to them, that you make it hard for them. If they have to pick out the funny, it just, it's very exhausting to listen to. Yes, that attitude that you espoused, where you go, I,
0: I just assume people don't want to listen to my shit, or something mm-hmm. something yeah. like that, right? Yeah. Was that, was that right? Yeah, I see that. Too. Okay, so I've heard that also with another fantastic word economist, and that's Mark Norman. Mark Norman also thinks that. He's like, yeah. why would they want to listen to me? Yeah. Like, what do I, I I'm <laughs> not important. Why would I? And well, I was, Mark
3: and I see eye to eye on a lot of stuff. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: sense. that is so cool. Contrasting that is a blowhard. Who thinks everything they have to say? Which comedy has. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That sort of humility, we'll call it that, that humility (laughs) is, uh, serves a really interesting purpose and makes you a better joke writer. Yeah,
3: Yeah. I feel it. I think it's very much like a writer's perspective or something. Like I wrote for, I wrote funny articles and stuff all through high school and stuff like that. And what I liked about it was I'd write short pieces generally because I just end up trimming it down where I'm like, well, who, who, you don't need to hear that. And I just feel like if you're presenting writing or if you're doing stand-up comedy, there's this underlying tone of like, hey, this is worth hearing. This is better than your friend's conversation or whatever. So like with that comes like there, there's the kind of a big responsibility to make uh-huh. it uh-huh. better than you just talking out your ass like you know like i'm doing right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the bit a little bit he has a, a number of turns he makes in such rapid succession mm-hmm. and they're completely different concepts and he gets to them so quickly i see why you chose it his first thing is civil engineer after your third bridge breaks down yeah. <laughs> right maybe it's not just the alcohol <laughs> oh, oh yeah. like I, that, a lot of people would just stop after the third bridge breaks and down. the
3: wording there of just say it, because he says uh, it might not just be the drinking anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it implies so much yes. just by saying. Yes. And that, it's a slight misdirection too. Yeah. Like and, and it's like it implies that you've had this problem. <laughs> this is yeah. this is an issue. Everyone already knows you're a drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, you get so much across just yeah. by like, there's like a little story for that one little line.
0: Right. And I wonder if that is an, one of the essences of word economy. It isn't that you've stripped out the concept it's that you whittled it down to the point where you're implying a bunch with very little
3: yeah right i think so i like i also like that paper plane metaphor there because you know some jokes just are a little paper plane and you don't need a lot to get it to fly Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) and And people so
2: like a paper plane and you don't have to sit
3: there and dissect like what if i say the the you know it's, absolutely yeah to me it's like you're getting caught up in minutiae of of word economy how
0: do you determine when you are caught up in the minutiae versus when you're actually doing good work to make your joke work
3: am i getting away from just what's funny about this bit and and getting way too zoomed in to mm-hmm. like you know just where prepositions stop making sense to me or something. Like, you know, <laughs> it just becomes a line that you're what trying to say. What does
0: to mean? Yeah, yeah. What, what does, what is, what, it, what is of? What it uh, is his? Yeah. Yeah. You feel,
3: feel Clinton about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have to stop and be like, uh, this This always works when, uh, uh, for me, when I, it, wording-wise, I'll just keep saying to my friends that we're going back and forth with about a joke, I'll say just what I'm trying to say, and not mm. the actual funny line. Mm-hmm. And then it just it, as long as it helps me keep in mind what I'm trying to get across, instead of getting caught up in the specific words.
0: You stop trying to show them the paper plane you just made, yeah. and you go, I'm, "I'm trying to make it go over there." Yeah.
3: <laughs> what if yeah. I wanted to fly in it? Uh, <laughs> what did it do you yeah. <laughs> do?
0: You're not a good engineer if you're still saying lefty Lucy. righty tighty. Mm, yeah, yeah. righty tighty.
3: Yeah, I actually saw a guy steal that joke from uh, Jeff Caldwell. No, I and he said, <laughs> uh, "Is that a Jeff Caldwell joke?" I don't. I'm not a Johnny callout. I don't. Johnny callout. I, I don't care. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm like, "Well, that's you'll quit soon enough." Yeah. Uh-huh. But but I was just like, "Come on!" It's uh-huh. Jeff, I know he's like, "You thought you you found yourself a sleeper." The uh, comedian, you know, that's like, because he's not like a big name, but he's hilarious. And I could see it just goes to show stealing bits doesn't ever work. (laughs) (laughs) Because even as as straightforward as that bit is. Someone else does it. It just doesn't sound right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it's because I heard it, but it didn't work for him. (laughs) It has to be earnest. So comic.
0: So you're against joke theft.
3: Uh, well, let's not, you know, All set right. anything in stone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Oh As a general rule, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but, but what's more economical than not having to
3: write it? <laughs> That's that is That's ultimate, ultimate worth stealing someone else's words. I got free economy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: When he was pointing out the stupidity of the hands-free device, I liked how he very, very carefully, was like the vibrations through my bone structure. Uh, Yeah, through my jawbone. Jawbone was (laughs) 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 indistinct.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I love love the careful word, too. That's because this hole comes out the front of a face right here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that was perfect. It's such a fun way to say it. (laughs) To say, your mic is not near my mouth.
0: (laughs) 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 I think my very favorite joke in there, and I think this feeds into word economy, too, is when he resigns himself as the person calling into the suicide hotline <laughs> to talking to Susan. Yeah. And and that the emotional tiny little emotional shift he doesn't say, "Oh, I guess I'll have to talk to this person." So he just goes, "Susan, you <laughs> don't know me." <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. You you could say just this many words, but it has the effect as if you have all this other information. You know, yeah, like mm-hmm. uh as an example, One of my favorite Jack Handy deep thoughts is just the best word economy to me because it's weird and there's so many things at once that makes it so funny. But it's, uh, you know, every time I see something screech across the room and latch onto some guy's neck and the guy starts flipping out and tries to hit it off, I have to laugh because what is that thing? Uh, (laughs) That uh. that is one of the funniest lines to me. Ever. Uh, Because there's so much where you're like, whoa, why is he so nonchalant about this alien creature? uh, Uh, What is it? And uh, and, there's so much funny about it at once. Uh, uh,
0: I just have to laugh.
3: What is that thing? (laughs) Uh, But that's what Caldwell does, I think, well, too. mm It's just like about the hands-free device. He just does a little act out where he talks out the side of his mouth and goes like, my apologies. Just two (laughs) words. And it's so funny. The
0: more I talk about it, the more I think about this. There's so many techniques to be economical with your words. And some of it are sounds you can make, facial expressions that you can show.
2: It's like inflection economy. Or like tone economy yeah. as well. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just certain ways to sell things that are economic, but they might
3: extend a word almost. You could have a whole part to a bit that is literally no words. And mm-hmm. like Regan does a Brian Regan does a great bit about uh the if reading makes you smart, how come they put the title of the book at the top of every page? Yeah, yeah. Love and, it. Uh. and he gets it <laughs> gets to a part where he says, I they don't do that in movies and before he actually gets to the movie he's watching or anything like that, he just looks up. He just looks confused, like he's watching a movie. He makes like a confused face and then he looks up and goes, Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> and, and nods his head, like, Oh, okay, okay, okay. But he doesn't say anything. And that itself is like two minutes of laughing. Just yes. him looking confused and looking up at the top of the screen and going, Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and, 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 and then he, d- cuts, he lets all that laughter die out. And then then does the bit where he says, uh, okay, planet of the apes. Okay. I was seeing all these apes and I was thinking, what is going on? It's a planet of them. Okay, If the whole planet is of apes, that explains these apes. <laughs> that is Which so funny. Every line of that is funny to me. I get the apprehension in comics where they don't want to feel like they're reciting lines. And I don't want to feel like that either, because then you get that feeling where you're in your head, but you're saying your jokes and it just doesn't feel connected. <laughs> ah, yeah. But like instead of reciting a like I just think of it as this is the best way I've found to say what I'm trying to say. It, I can't just wing it because then I, I know comics that do that or they say one thing the perfect way one night and it kills. And then they say it slightly different because they feel like they're making it fresh for themselves. But really, they're just kind of ruining the rhythm that they did it in. Yes. How do you avoid that for you? I just have to think of it like that, where I think like, this isn't lines that I'm reciting. This is the most concise way I've found to get the bit across. And then I just stay, try to remember the premise of the bit that I'm really saying. Like when I, in my Conan set, I ran that so many times, or, you know, had to make so many tapes that I of course know what the jokes mean, but they did lose a little, like I kind of lost what, what I thought was funny about them. And I didn't do that set for two weeks. And then I found out I was doing Conan and I went and ran it and it was still wired in my head. Word wise, I wasn't going to fuck up on what the right thing to say was, but I definitely remembered and got to tell them with more feeling. Cause I remembered why they were funny.
0: How did you remember that they were funny? Like I, <laughs> like I get to the point where I'm like, eh so fast yeah. it's yeah. so i and i feel like a child i'm like i'm like just just do the do your job
3: <laughs> I, I just stop thinking in terms of what i titled a joke or what say oh yeah you know my car bit or whatever yeah. but i just try to think of the actual premise of the joke it helps me remember it like i don't feel like i'm saying lines i feel like i'm just saying the most efficient thing to say to get what i think is funny about it uh-huh. across you know? let's just make sure i understand it so
0: you you'll, you'll back up away from the joke. And you'll go, You'll say to yourself, okay, what was
3: this original idea? While I'm performing it, while I'm saying the lines, I just keep in mind, like, this: these aren't just meaningless words. Uh-huh. These are mm-hmm. the best way I've found to say this. So just these people have never heard this before. So yeah. if you get bored of your jokes, I could see it getting you know, you feel like you're reciting it because you don't actually want to
0: do them that bad. So you've you've got it down. You've whittled it down. You've got it to this concise way of saying it. You get to the point where you've said enough times you're bored of the joke. At that point, do you push yourself to do it anyway or do you you let it go for a while?
3: No, I let it go unless, you know, this is a job. You do have a job to do. If Mm -hmm. I'm headlining and I need to do this chunk and there's a little joke that maybe I'm Just over saying, I still think it's a good joke, most likely. So it doesn't really bother me to have to perform that joke it's just not my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah that's is, what I said. Like, I, I feel are like are I'm being a
0: win. child. It's not my favorite <laughs> thing right now. Yeah. So,
2: is that what a lot of late night sets happen to be? Just because of the, the, like, they they can't be use certain words and stuff. And a lot of times prepping for them may lead yeah. to you being like, well, these aren't my favorite jokes, but these are a good
3: estimations. Uh, I think I you get excited enough at the prospect of putting together a, a late yeah. night set on its own. Yeah. And it, it's also fun to, you know, bring back an old joke Dust for off the a clock of, uh, a good set, you know, what is the relationship between word economy and rhythm to you? Whether it's word economy or wording or whatever, I think finding that wording, I can't know the rhythm of what I'm saying unless I find that wording. Cause otherwise it'll keep changing. <laughs> You'll settle on wording. You will go,
0: okay, I got this. This is the most efficient way to communicate this idea mm-hmm. and deliver this punchline. And then after that, that's when you'll start working
3: on the rhythm? Or is it just, it's an iterative process? I think it's just, they're kind of interconnected for me. Also, I'm always looking for... I'm a laugh whore for sure, so I mean, that's why like, if I can make any part funny. Not
0: me, I don't want to
3: get paid to make people laugh. Uh, <laughs> that sounds horrible. Oh yeah, that is the whore part, I guess. The I've never really, that actually does add some nobility. I'm a laugh whore and a laugh slut. I'll
0: do it for yeah. free. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: that's I'm a true. Slut. I should say that really too. I'm a whore, La- but also spirit, a slut. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sex
0: <laughs> I do it off the clock. <laughs> We've gotten so many positive messages thanking us for the show and telling us that it's useful and entertaining. And let me tell you, when I'm marathon editing and everyone else is out having fun in New York or getting on stage, those messages help. I can't respond to them all, but I read them all, so thank you. And also to our Patreon donors, fucking thank you! You don't owe us shit, and your generosity is awesome. And if anybody else wants to show us gratitude financially, you can do that through Patreon. That's Patreon.com/forward/slash. Let's talk about sets. There's also a link in the show notes. And if you're looking for another way to support us, please just like our Facebook page. That's Facebook.com/forward/slash. Let's talk about sets. Or just share it with a friend. That helps us so much. Lastly, I want to thank comedian Bobby Jean Missick for her incredible editing ear. She's been listening to the first cuts and helping me improve your listener experience. So thank you, Bobby. Back to the show.
3: The whole point of a setup is the information they have to know to get the joke. If I can make that funny and accomplish them getting the info, then obviously I'm doing that. Some people, they go both ways. They make their setup to, uh, like, they can land a plane on it, and, and it's just too much, and it's not set up anymore. It's rambling, and they'll make part of that sort of funny. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's like there's an art to having the bare minimum of information they need to know. You know that's not funny, but also if you can make that real short and then make it a joke, like uh, this dumb abortion joke I have, where I say I used to live uh, right next door to an abortion clinic, and now you're thinking, "Oh, Andy, that sounds pretty convenient."
2: Uh, <laughs> that gets a little, that gets
3: a laugh, and then when I know it, also it kind of adds confidence in the rest of your... because the next line, I know the actual joke of it's going to work better because that's just a little setup mm-hmm. laugh and. The joke itself is uh, that there's a downside. Uh, not everything gl- you know, glitters as gold. The, <laughs> just uh, revel in uh, that, how stupid that is. The, the downside is the protesters. Every day I'd walk by these people. Every day they're screaming dramatic shit at me. They're always like, stop killing little babies. And it just makes me wonder, like, how can these people see into my apartment? Uh... <laughs> and, and, so really that's the joke is I kill babies in my apartment. Yeah. But it's like... To me, it makes it worth doing to make that setup really funny because otherwise, if I had to do a lot just to get to that, I just wouldn't bother, you know?
0: So you sprinkle little breadcrumbs... On the way to the gingerbread house, where you kill babies.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I thought it was poetic. <laughs> if someone watches my comedy after hearing that description and be like, I don't know. He seems to be talking about burritos and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound that edgy. Yeah.
0: What about weird. the relationship between word economy and like emotional content?
3: At first, I thought it was like anger or something, but really, it's just if I feel strongly about anything, uh-huh. there's most likely a bit there. That emotion comes through in the words I choose to describe, you know, how I feel about good it. Good point. And then I think the connection comes through in writing the bit for me, at least when whatever, however I feel about it emotionally, I need to get that across uh-huh. like with the words and, and that can more be, so than the performance. And yeah. That way the performance it, may, it, it may can change. waver yeah. set to set. Yeah. In a good way.
0: Then in that case, let's talk a little bit about your writing process. Part of the process
3: is finding that process. Yeah, it's always evolving without all of us. But I do know one thing, and I feel like this is kind of true across the board, and it's something people don't like to cop to, but comedians are such a bunch of pussies, aren't (laughs) they? Oh, absolutely. No, we all admit that. Yeah. But Uh. I just mean that the, the whole idea, everyone has different processes. I don't judge... You know if what you do works it works but uh for me i just can't bullshit myself into believing that the bits i do are going to just hit me in the head and i'll write them when they hit me in the head and because i know a lot of cops, like, i don't really sit down to write i'm like well you know not a lot of people like to sit down to work <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's not always what you want to do but yeah. It's like digging for treasure without a shovel or something like to just let everything that some things will hit you in the face. But so I sit down and I make myself right. And sometimes that is not that productive. uh, But let's talk about let's get into the weeds on that. So I do that a couple hours every day. I try to. Uh It tends to back itself up. Like if I don't do that for a few days because I was doing shit or traveling or whatever, I tend to sit for hours and try to mine out stuff. I have to clear a bunch of junk off. You know, you ever done like free writing? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I only do that when uh, I don't do it as part of morning pages or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just only do it when I'm backed up and I got nothing. And it tends to be that I don't get anything from that uh, material wise. But after I do it, things tend to be clearer for me. Like I cleared out a bunch of junk, like a clogged drain. Yes, <laughs> but you know my head. Uh, <laughs> I just try to write every day, and I also do warm-up jokes, which uh, I call them that. But they're so interested. Tell me, if you look at my Facebook or Twitter, that's mostly what those are. It's just what are. I also refer to them as math jokes. Where I just take a premise that is a widely known premise, usually a cliche uh, derivative thing, and then write some switch for it or some just for purposes of working out the joke muscles, sort of like on my site, I have like 80 of them. Uh, I would just look at compilations of cliche sayings rarely do they turn into actual jokes like i don't trust people any further than i can throw them and they don't trust me at all after i've thrown them you know (laughs) except anything where everyone knows how it's supposed to go right so it's very easy method of writing a joke without having to have something you care about you know so I, i do stuff like that all the time and then when anything i give a shit about i sit down and i i don't write out uh Uh, you know, I don't write out the bit necessarily. I write out lines, like almost like in outline form. I do a lot of talking out the bit. Mm-hmm. I'll go on my roof And just talk Yeah I, oh, I, go, I walk around in my yeah. I walk
0: around in my room uh, yeah. Talking to myself Yelling Writing things on a mirror Like Exactly uh, yeah.
2: uh, <laughs> I just realized When I was I was at my girlfriend's place Last night And there's always a point Where like Me and her smoke a little pot And then I'll stay outside To have a cigarette mm-hmm. And I realized Because she was just looking out the Out of her window Waving at me Like jokingly And I was like <laughs> oh I'm sorry I just realized my rehearsal stage is always outside <laughs> after a cigarette right before I'm going to bed that's when I'm rehearsing Yeah, <laughs> and I was like I didn't realize that till you waved at me and I was talking to it's, myself it's a mode that you can easily <laughs> sink
0: it's, into it is and I will resist it and resist it and resist it but now I've gotten to the point where I'm very very sick of myself <laughs> and <laughs> I refuse anymore to let myself off the hook and so th- the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning I'm grumpy and i just start running the act i'm trying to build right now and and i'm like god all this sucks and by the time i'm through the first <laughs> five lines uh, i'm like oh i should write that down yeah <laughs> yes it's so uh, ridiculous but i will resist it to the nth degree and the moment i get into it i'm like this is so much fun i'm making myself laugh this is really great why don't i do this all the time i've had
3: to uh, realize that's part of my process and mostly is my process but I was living in Atlanta and I, was, I would do a whole run of Yoder gigs out in the Midwest. So I, my Yoder gigs? Yeah, they just book a bunch of stuff in the Midwest. Oh, so okay. I would have to drive. It's not
0: like some weird name for something. It's a family. It's of a family. It's a people. Yeah. Uh,
3: right. uh, <laughs> I would have to drive like nine hours or so to the first gig and then I'd have a week of shows. So just in those long drives, I would do a game in my car where I just would try to do like an hour. As if you're on stage, not like... Because when you're talking to yourself, you will easily backtrack and correct yourself and stuff. But try to stay in the mode of, like, even if you flub something, act as if you flubbed it on stage and see where that goes Mm -hmm. or whatever. And if you reach some kind of weird wall, just start over. And it makes a drive really short. uh, Yeah. But also... I needed to find a replacement for that. And right now it's getting on my roof and walking around and talking out things. That that thing where you stop,
0: backtrack and correct it, that I think really hurts me because I'm so used to in my rehearsal correcting myself. Then when I get on stage, it's all herky-jerky. Yes. because I haven't been practicing. You know,
3: you can't you know. do that. Yeah, but you stop and have that inclination or something.
0: Right. Oh, I didn't say that right. So let's start again. Yeah. you can't do that on stage.
3: And they don't know what you. But I'm
0: practicing say. doing it as the uh, like it's <laughs> they say per- perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> imperfectly practicing, so I get on stage, uh, 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 it's so <laughs> frustrating. And I realize I'm doing it to myself. I only realized this recently.
3: Yeah, I've always done that. I think it's it's. It says something if it's a natural thing for you, if it naturally helps you do it. And that's when I started doing comedy, I was delivering pizzas and i drive around and talk out bits. And I remember being at a red light and I was, had my windows down. It was super hot. And I just had a red light downtown Atlanta. And I was uh, <laughs> thinking of a bit about uh, when women cross the street with strollers. It looks like a hostage situation. Like I don't like that they stick it out there. Uh, and I had uh, uh, the, a line in it was, cause look, I'll hit a baby. I would, I kept saying uh, that and I was just at a red light going, I'll hit a baby. I'll hit a baby. <laughs> I'll hit a baby. But, you know, just like a bunch of different ways. And I just felt eyes on me and I look over and there was a work van of dudes, like a dozen dudes, big, curly dudes <laughs> looking at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, uh, there was a, luckily there was no lady with a stroller, but that's, that's why I don't write in coffee shops. I can't. Yeah. That's a fucking nightmare talk it out. to me. I mean, you can't talk it out. You can't say messed up shit mm-hmm. out loud. You can't. You're on coffee. You're jacked up. Uh-huh. You're with other people that, at least all my friends that are com- people that I write with, Nate Fritzen or uh, yeah. Jack Comstock, or a lot of, these are loud people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nate and yeah. Jack are really loud. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, I comments. love that, but awesome. I don't want to be in a coffee shop and have to temper myself when coming up with something funny. So I just can't – I unfortunately never want to meet up with people <laughs> at a coffee shop. It is
0: – have you found a replacement? I have tried to find –
3: My own office. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's, right. I just make my basement my little office space, and mm-hmm. then I, no one gives a shit what I say in there.
0: Right, 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 <laughs> right, right. And, and that is so important to, I think, for me yeah. anyway, the writing process, because it's like – it's so verbal. It's, this is verbal. It's, it's a, very verbal. And, and so to not be able to – to be in a coffee shop and I'm going to sit there, it becomes so mathematical and not funny. Uh, when yeah, I'm writing there yeah. Whereas when I'm walking around in my, in my room And I'm
3: making myself laugh
0: And I'm, yeah. I'm doing faces in the mirror And stupid shit like that And you're
3: killing two birds as far as how you're going to say it mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, and that's, that's usually when I, What I do write down In the, my little writing process it's usually, I like yellow legal pad For a long bit And I know it's a big bit with a lot I start talking it out And I just do outline style This is a line I know I'm going to say this is definitely a line, and then whatever the next line is or the next part of the bit, I write that down a few spaces below it, and I just think, get from this to this. Oh. Don't write down or don't you know stress over uh-huh. the way you transition to this. This it makes sense because you thought of it, so mm-hmm. just say it the most natural, quick way to get from this to this.
0: It's almost it's almost like you're you're saying, okay, um, I'm I'm driving a car and I'm going to get from this place to this place. But I'm yeah. not going to sit here and go. Okay, turn on my left signal exactly. at this point, just before I reach this intersection. Okay, I'm at the intersection now. Look to the uh, right. Uh, and now. it <laughs> drives me nuts when
3: I used when it used to be the my. This, I'm dating myself, but uh, when uh, MapQuest, you had to print out oh, I things Mapquest from MapQuest. Says, yeah. It bothered the shit out of me, just my word economy mind, that they say things like, oh, "Get off on this exit." Now you're on the exit. (laughs) Drive the 200 feet of the exit. It's Uh. like, yeah, yeah. It's presumed when you get off at an exit that you're, you getting, on you're that fucking egg. exiting. So like, my favorite one is continue. <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, you know, I'm just gonna quit. Yeah, it's gonna give up. Now, can Go can, hungry. And uh,
0: next step, Continued continue. 200 miles. Continue, <laughs> continuing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, that, all that extraneous shit. Just you get away from the destination. <laughs> so let's talk I, about editing. Yeah, let's go the other direction.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So you got.
3: You, we've talked about your
0: writing process. What about how you're determining? Almost like a like a computer program or debugging. How do you determine piece by piece what it doesn't what you don't need? Well, you know,
3: what are you listening for when you're editing? Well, I do. My editing also happens a lot while I'm writing too. I just really tried to hone in on knowing how an audience reacts to things just over experience of years or whatever. When I try shit out on stage, I have a pretty laid out blueprint. And I mess around within that and I have fun because it, unfortunately it doesn't ever work if you're not having fun. I don't write on stage so much. I do. I try out little things. And it's usually that, you know, there's like another line that I didn't think would be in the pit, but, or, you know, I have to come to terms with, this is just not coming across how I hoped and drop it. I have no problem dropping material or letting go of a bit just sometimes the clay is not so good and just fucking throw it away uh, because you'll write another bit but if you (laughs) cut apart are you careful
0: to only cut one thing at a time so you know like with troubleshooting if you if you change too many things at once because you're being impatient
3: then you don't know that's where i think i a little more arty side comes in for me because i do chop several things at a time Mm -hmm. if i realize all at once that all these things won't work. I try to like look at it objectively and be like, no, this is don't get attached, don't get. Good example <laughs> that uh, I have this bit that I newer bit that I'm doing about the term basket case that mm-hmm. <laughs> where it came from and stuff, uh, which is a oh, fucked up. <laughs> I did not know, but it's about amputee quadruple amputees in World War One that would be carried oh, around okay. in a basket. Wow! But I I did this. Uh, <laughs> It goes to this act out, right? That is a lot of fun, but uh and I get to a point where I talk about who was the dickhead in World War One that coined that term. Yeah. And I would say it would jump into that dickhead and kind of go, Oh great, we've got another fucking basket case coming in. And I'd say, Jesus Christ, man, he's got ears. Yeah, and that <laughs> always works, right? So then I thought and I said, you know and then I add the line of you don't got to bust his balls. That's all he's got left. Oh. When, uh, <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah, Comedians think it on paper. It is funny. And it's a great little bow on it or something. Uh, In yeah. real life, uh, I had to come to terms with, as funny as I find it, uh, it's killing the end of my joke because people gain the sympathy for a Too much yeah. amputee. And it's just picturing the balls and everything. They're not like us where they immediately are going straight to the joke of it. Yeah. yeah. They're real emotional people <laughs> yeah. that first think of a man's balls being chopped off that already doesn't have any limbs yeah oh, so right. like Kinda. it just killed it so i just had to you know drop that
1: oh, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't
3: bother me to do that because uh, yeah. i want the end result i'm not in you know concerned with people knowing how clever i can be I or what whatever you mean by that it's
2: great oh, God, it's that great. does
3: suck <laughs> saying goodbye
2: to a hilarious tag. It, uh, it
3: really does. And I had a whole other thing where I was like, well, surely there, I, I oh yeah, I had a line that I had to drop immediately that uh-huh. was, I was doing the guy in the basket and I was saying, it's like, Jesus, man, I already got to rely on wicker, and uh, I look like the most gruesome picnic ever. Oh, no. (laughs) And these are things that comics will laugh at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's
2: uh, there's this guy named Brooklyn Mike, and he had, like, some quote to my friend. He's like, you never want to be the Mike killer. Whereas, means like you never oh. want to be playing to just the comics. And if you are killing in comic rooms, <laughs> then you might fall victim to that and then go up in front of real crowds and people be like, You're terrifying
3: as a human. It's funny <laughs> to watch someone deal with a real crowd for the first time. Yeah. You got to connect with them <laughs> in yeah. some way. You can't just be talking to them like, there are the other dudes that do this Yeah, absolutely <laughs> It's so important And I do mean dudes yeah. <laughs> There's
2: so many dudes There's too many dudes
0: <laughs> So part of, your, part of your editing process Is just uh, eventually giving up Well, <laughs> like, being, like, willing and be, <laughs> being willing to Being willing to kill your baby um, Yes Right, and just say Oh yeah,
3: I'll kill a since baby you'll, Since you'll uh, punch uh, one back.
0: <laughs> you'll, you'll hit a baby And if it dies, yeah. you're fine with it Yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, so being willing to and that's like a that's a literary uh, that's common in like literary circles so they'll say you have to be willing to kill your baby like you love this thing you wrote but if it doesn't work or it doesn't serve you need to
3: be able to do, i think it, go. it goes back to that attitude of like is are you ju- are you bringing something to people that's worth listening to or are you just jacking off because <laughs> <laughs> that line as funny as it is the ball Balls line, I would just be jacking off. Right? Yeah, that's I masturbatory. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. that's really Because
0: that's the kind of porn you're into.
3: Multiple <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> amputee, about to get your balls yeah. cut <laughs> off. <laughs> that's the other thing. I didn't want to, I wanted, I was not ready to touch on a personal thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it going there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Come on. Let's talk about sex. Let's introduce Andy.
2: <laughs> yes, let's Hi. do it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, grew up in Atlanta, right? Yeah. It's a good comedy city. And at what point did you say, okay,
3: I'm ready for New York? After about four and a half, five years in Atlanta. Were you already doing road work and stuff? Yeah. When I started in like 2007 or so, I came up with a lot of really funny people. And that was so beneficial to me to uh, come up in a scene where um, you just felt embarrassed if you didn't try and bring it on some level. If you just fucked around, you felt really stupid. Like... And people would just clown you for making, I mean, if you complained about where you're going up in a show or saying you didn't want to follow someone, it's like, that's only stuff I've heard after moving. Like really where that just, if it happens in Atlanta, like there'd be someone to be like, what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> You'd what's, be such uh, a dick You're a little, you little wuss. Yeah. Woops.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and so... Diva uh,
2: culture was not really a
3: big thing there. What's that? I I mean, it's a weird way to sum it up, but, like, (laughs) diva culture and stand-up... Oh, oh yeah, I mean, there just weren't any divas. Yeah. Because there was someone way... Basically, if you're on a show with Clayton English and you act like a diva, you just need to quit at some point because <laughs> he's way better than you yeah. and he's not. <laughs> so, it's ridiculous. what yeah. gives you the right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> totally.
0: <laughs> so, you're you in Atlanta, you're there for like four or five years, and then you move to New York. By then, would you say you had like a pretty solid act?
3: After I started, like a year into started, I was uh, joined up and did the Beards of Comedy tour, and we did that for about five years. Wow, a year in? Yeah, uh, it was me, Joe Zimmerman, Dave Stone, and T.J. Young. So I did shows, all the shows in Atlanta I could, and then we toured, and I was doing, you know, we'd do about 20 minutes a piece on those shows. Probably got good crowds, too, as you went to different towns. Uh, you know, not always, no, <laughs> but, but sometimes we I'm sorry, we got sorry you probably had uh,
0: bad crowds <laughs> as you went uh. to different
3: towns. Not bad crowds, <laughs> just none. Uh, uh. You just, I don't know. I definitely moved here ready to, I did my album, I recorded that, uh, I guess, two years after moving here. Is it me the whole time? Yeah. I need to know a little about
0: Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I watched that, and I just was always, I think I was still in Montana at that point. And I remember just being like, who the fuck are these people? (laughs) Who is writing this? Who is coming up with this? What what is their writing (laughs) process like? Holy shit.
3: Those people are Dave Willis, who uh, actually produced my special. People ask me this all the time. The people writing this are family dude that just, you know, drinks some beers on the porch and is a pretty, just like, what's up, dude? Like, it's not, there's no one that crazy stoner type. I mean, I smoke more weed than everyone on that show Uh combined, for sure. And that's partly my credit. But (laughs) also, it's just like. They just have free reign to be as weird as they want. And uh, Were they
0: stand-ups? Were they nah. What? What? what?
3: Just, <laughs> he kind of helped build Adult Swim for what it is. Oh. Bellies, uh, I was in middle school and high school when it was out. Went for 12 seasons or whatever, yeah. and I was in the last watched three. watched all the time, yeah. It just happened because I met Dave Willis. He came to a Beards of Comedy show. I, he knew I did voiceover work, and was telling me he knew people in the biz if you know that if I wanted a different representation or whatever so I called him and said yeah actually I do I would like to work with different people and he said well before you do that I have a thing on Aqua Teen that's just it's just a guy you know it just has to be any guy uh talking to you're in hell and uh <laughs> shake uh, you both have the same shirt and, uh, and shake thinks it makes him a, a master of hell and but really you're like no nah, i got it for free with a fill up and, oh. and, and and he doesn't write out line there's just placeholders we just riff in the recording booth really there was all kinds of shit i said in one episode about being raped by an octopus that they put <laughs> oh, on there about having uh eight tentacles and an octopenis and it's like nine things in me Uh, and just all this stuff that didn't fly (laughs) oh my god but at first it was just a guy and then it takes a long time to animate those things it's like a year from when you record it i was living in new york i came back to atlanta to visit and he was like are you back in town you want to make it a recurring role at some point he said well if it's going to be just a guy i might as well animate it as you so it's like it's this weird (laughs) process of it's not me it's not it's just animated as me and i'm a guy (laughs)
0: It was just so out of nowhere and so inventive. It's a fun so, credit
3: to have. God, yeah, right? That oh, is man. a cool credit. Uh, I,
0: I, I, when I saw it, I was like, what?
3: Uh, no! Uh, yeah!
0: Because uh, I, 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 I was so into that when I was in college. I, I smoked weed and watched that stuff. and God, that shit made me laugh so hard. And I was like, I get to talk to somebody who was a part of it. It's,
3: it's yeah, well, so when cool. I did it, it, he started changing the name every year for the last several seasons. So it wasn't Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It was Aqua Patrol Unit Squad One. Uh, and then it was Aqua TV Show Show. Uh, and then it was Aqua something, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> was the last four seasons? Of that oh show. my god! Your devil may care. I don't give a shit. He comes from a real place. I, I guess.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Is there anything that a comic uh, told you either directly? It can be just something you heard on like a podcast or a radio show that uh, just changed your perspective on. Uh, how to approach comedy, or oh, ph- philosophical, There's or a few of these. craft based.
3: Hey, we'll, we'll take them. We'll <laughs> yeah, take them.
2: all and all of the above is fine. <laughs>
3: Before I did a late night set, uh, I I was lucky to find out like I was doing it the next day. Basically,
0: this was this 2015?
3: Yeah, 2015. Yeah, this is Conan, right? Yeah, Conan. Okay, and Rory Scovel has amazing advice in doing anything where you're recording something or taping something you've done all the work to simply the fact that you're doing it you've done all the work to get there so now all you have to do is your favorite thing in the world to do oh wow I love that sometimes you can get real bogged up in like you know not fucking up yeah <laughs> or something. and then just forget that like no this is the thing you've been immersed in for years and years so all you literally have to do is go have fun doing it and yeah and that is you doing your best all yourself. you've got to do is the thing you like to do the most yeah that's it, so cool i've already thing. done
0: the work this is and i everything.
3: get to i love getting to say that like <laughs> i don't care i don't know if it affects them as much as it did me but it doesn't matter to me like uh before martin urbano uh did uh kimmel i got to tell him and before love that set my buddy rob hayes did uh tonight show i you know these are things rob doesn't need to hear rob's got it covered he's fine but I just, as a friend, it's just fun to impart that at the right time. For, for Kenny, sure. Kenny DeForest, for he did mm-hmm. Seth Meyers. I was like, let me get to tell you what someone told me. <laughs> you know, yes, that's that it's a lot of fun. Cool. That's great. What's the next one? Other one, a credit to Mike Kaplan. It's such a Mike Kaplan thing to say, but it's just a very true thing. Comics who are green try to be blue to seem less yellow. <laughs> that's amazing (laughs) so comics that are new to the game they think that being gross or being edgy or being brash in some way that's uncharacteristically not them yeah uh, they think that that makes them look like they have confidence but they do that because they're scared (laughs) so (laughs) so and also in color theory uh you
2: know green and blue make yellow (laughs) so that is a I love... Man, he's like Dr. Seuss. <laughs> he is he's a little Dr. Dead. Seuss.
3: He's like a wizard. I guess I've known him about 10 years now. He'll run down a bit. You know, like he will uh, do every possible pun on the way while you're talking. I love sitting down and I just have to be reminded of it. I did his podcast once and on Twitter I I spell my name with ampersands. Yes. Because I have two ands in my name. Yeah. So I I... But he'll just, it's always, he'll go, hello, Amper Sandy Samper Samford. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, buckle up. I'm talking to Mike. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when there's a rowdy crowd, don't fight them, don't talk over them. You will not win. They get indignant. It just does not accomplish anything you want to accomplish. So always pull back and either brings them to you to listen or you find out that this is an exercise in uh, fortitude
1: <laughs> where, <laughs> where you'll just have to
3: fucking take it <laughs> because uh-huh, yeah. that to fight over them never works to get louder than them never works sometimes you've got to babysit or like pull back make them realize what they're not hearing let the crowd kind of have some infighting
1: <laughs> to
3: uh, establish that they want they're here to see
2: a show and even though you can't do jokes maybe on a night like that every set does make you stronger in some way, whether you realize that at the time or not, yeah. or you're just more experienced. So you understand how to deal with it better.
3: Yeah. So I get, yeah, I agree with that. I just saw that happen the other night and I was like, I brought that up to a comic comic goes, Oh shit. Yeah. I've never tried it. And I go, Oh, people should know this yeah. <laughs> people should know to pull back. Uh, and if, Oh, to impart my own one, let your act speak for itself. <laughs> just letting people know how funny you are. Which happens in New York a lot. Mm-hmm. People visit too, and they, they, I don't know if it's an insecure thing or whatever, but they need you to know that even if they are funny, they need you to know they're funny before you see them on stage or anything. Yeah. There's a difference between I enjoy being funny and making people laugh
0: and That's laughing it. at what other people are saying, and I need you. To have respect for my sense of humor, <laughs> it's a pretty big difference
3: between yeah, the two. Yeah, <laughs> or like I'm a big deal. I'm uh, kind of a big deal. Uh, you should know at least the level of deal I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like,
0: All uh, right, uh, well, let's let's see. I don't think your dealometer is calibrated appropriately.
3: <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry You're kind not... of talking to me like I'm not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to ask. What's up with that? Oh my god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't you read BFD on my shirt? It's just so
3: much more fun to be under the radar Until people go, oh shit, I guess
0: I will say this, it's fun for you to be under the radar When you know you don't belong there But having uh, come up uh, Through these open mics in New York It's not that fun to be under the radar When you're like, I belong Completely, Why? not a blip on anybody's
3: uh-huh. interpretation well, I guess I should correct you it's, it's fun to be on the radar Knowing that you're working above it, Absolutely. Working toward being a <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am nobody and I believe that's appropriate. <laughs>
5: Come on. Let's talk about sex.
0: Speaking of big fucking deals, let's listen to Andy. <laughs> I'd love to listen to some of your material. Cool. All right. Alright, so this is it uh the secret loft show here in New York.
3: I I would eat healthy. That's hard. It's expensive. And secondly, I don't want to eat that shit. (laughs) I want good stuff. I I don't even understand health food. I I was in the store the other day. I was in a health food section, just, you know, passing through. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this, this box, it said gluten-free, dairy-free, pizza-flavored mac and cheese. <laughs> yes, finally. Oh, <laughs> the long wait is over. So yeah, if you love macaroni and cheese, but you hate pasta and dairy. (laughs) And you'd like your mac and cheese to taste like a different food entirely. There's something out there for you. That's that's great. I'm just curious like when do you admit to yourself that maybe you don't want macaroni and cheese? (laughs) Well, that ain't it. That's that's twice removed. Like, you're taking the only two elements of mac and cheese, gluten and dairy. That's basically a synonym for macaroni and cheese. You're taking that, and then you're replacing it with something I don't know what, and then you're flavoring that like pizza, which is just another food that's mostly gluten and dairy. <laughs> And it's not a meal, that's a riddle, it's, uh... that's a great bet, yeah, to be able to get away with saying you hate pasta and dairy, and then. Later, also say gluten and dairy is a synonym for macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. You're kind of, it's a similar joke, but spaced out with two different angles. You know, with good with the wording right, <laughs> you get a lot more out. Well, of you
0: it. you 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 give them a thinker,
3: right? You right. could have been had less
0: word economy right there. Easily, you said, but you hate pasta and dairy, which are da 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 da. Instead, you explain. just shut up and waited, yeah. which is great word economy. You're like, let them yeah. think it through. Let, them, yeah. let that that's a thinker for a second and then you can keep going.
3: Yeah, hook line and thinkers I like to call them. <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. <laughs> I just like saying that. I love that laugh the most is is going, "Oh, like the, <laughs> the I figured it out. You kind of hit him over the head a little bit and wait." Uh-huh.
0: I have one right now that's just Um, it's, it's super, super simple, but I finally just tagged on this last thing because I was just like, ah, a few people need it. It's so simple. I'm explaining polyamory and I just go, Hey, here's an easy way to explain it. You know, monogamy, right? Mono one poly means many amorous herpes. (laughs) And then, and then I weigh and then, and then I go many herpes. (laughs) (laughs) But then people really laugh at that. That's
3: that's funny. I think for a different reason for you. you, you get the same effect of, I'm sure you get, mono one poly many amorous amorous, herpes herpes. i'm sure you get a laugh right there right yes yes and then to me it's that's what's funny to me is to (laughs) reiterate when you didn't necessarily need to (laughs) but that's not bad word economy there that's getting another laugh out of out of like, it's like you're saying, do you get it? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't Which know if funny. you
2: saw Sarah Silverman's, uh, roast of James Franco, but she's talking about Natasha Leggero, Leggero and she calls her a chihuahua because she's, uh, teeny tiny and filled with Mexican DNA and people are <laughs> laughing really hard. And she's like, just to reiterate, I mean, she is filled to the brim with the ejaculate of Mexican <laughs> men yeah, <laughs> and then just like from guzzling come as well. And then it's just like this r- weird reaction. Well, it's funny. I, I, I love that because a lot of people would say uh, reiterating something or repeating a premise. They might not factor that in of word. But there's
3: just a, f- a funny inherent thing, too. in yes, feeling like you need to explain. Uh, it. Yeah, like talking down to him a little bit. I, <laughs> I have a bit. It's, this is dumb. I don't. This is just a joke I wrote. Yeah. But, but it's about a Napoleon. And when I bring it up, I say I was reading up on Napoleon uh, Bonaparte by the way. (laughs) Uh, I love correcting and say (laughs) Bonaparte. And it helps the joke because the joke is just, I say, uh, I remind them of Napoleon's last name. And everyone knows it, but they need to hear it for this joke. And I say, uh, I found out that Napoleon, uh, Bonaparte, (laughs) Napoleon was average height for his time. So that kind of throws a whole wrench in the, the Napoleon complex thing. So, if he wasn't so short, what do you have a chip on his shoulder about? My theory is his last name sounded like Boner fart.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and
3: then I say he had a Boner fart complex. <laughs> which is another thing like repeating <laughs> why <when laughs> you
0: don't need to. I've riffed those sort of an accident, the ones where you State the stupid thing, but then everybody sort of feels superior because they already knew. In a weird yeah. way, like like I have a moon landing bit where I just start off and I'm just like, oh, like people didn't think that we went to the moon. Actually, let's start there. So you know about the moon, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. And, and it's so dumb. But they, they're just like, yeah, ha, 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 we knew about the moon. Uh, <laughs> I know about moon.
1: <laughs> I
2: realized recently when I was writing a bit that I really it was just because I was doing like two and a half minute to three minute sets at like an open mic to work out this. New joke, and there was two jokes I was working on, and one was about cheating, and one of was about how I'm not, uh, I'm opposed to having being part of a double team. Yeah. I, yeah. But but I opened the floor. What a diplomatic w- way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opposed to double team, <laughs> <A> young lady. <laughs> but I, I
0: have reservations because I was like,
2: what? Are, so I'd be like, what are you guys into? This was like genuine. Was like, what are you guys into? Do you guys into? Uh, uh, getting cheated on or having sex with someone with your best friend there to help, yeah. and um, and then I just realized, oh, this is fu- people are laughing at this, this is just gonna become part of the joke, yeah. And then I would reiterate it by like, I'm saying betrayed by the one you love most in the world, or having an uh, orgasm with your best friend, high fiving you, like, yeah. just like keep, and then it was like, which one of those is your favorite thing, like, and yeah. just like. Making it a specific question they have to answer.
3: Yeah, Joe Zimmerman And they does don't it. want to? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he goes, He'll. oh, God, it's it's so funny because he'll, he used to do this at the beginning of beard shows, too. We'd always have him go out first and bullshit around. And he's very good at saying, okay, so let's find this out. Uh, I just want a survey card. Are we more of a cat crowd to see the cat people? Okay, okay. Dog people, where you at? okay. All right. Now, uh, who don't we like? Who doesn't like black people? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Let's not Just suckering <laughs> them in. Any of those things where you're directing a very uncomfortable question yeah. or something that clearly only you thought of, <laughs> yeah. like in your kid, where it's like, I don't think about double T. <laughs> yeah. That's why the audience
2: is suckering them into I, a question yeah. they don't want to answer. It's very funny.
0: I really, I'm not even sure why I like it so much, but I really like the line where you say, when do you finally admit to yourself that you don't? want mac and (laughs) cheese
3: that was my favorite i think that's another thing where it's that question that little question sums up of you know i you could go a different route say the same thing which i'm trying to say is why all this extraneous shit you create a dumb consumer (laughs) and then and
0: then ask them a
3: question they should be asking themselves Yeah. (laughs) yeah with any opinion that shoots down something somebody might love or care for yeah it's just so much easier to be in a place of I'm not saying I know everything or that this is mm. definitely stupid. I'm just saying it makes me think at what point, uh, like, Yeah, why, <laughs> you know? And it's just a more a of a friendly place question. to be from.
0: I like that. That's a really good point that you can avoid being quite so divisive by not going right at it and going, going. that's dumb. I'm telling you it's dumb. Don't you think it's dumb
3: now? I find that yes. in life. It's easier to because <laughs> If you need someone to understand your point, it's, it's very important that you, tell, you let them know you don't think they're crazy. For yeah. thinking what they think. Right. It's like, I'm not concerned with how wrong you are or how dumb you think my bit is. I'm just trying to do my bit as me. Or, you sure. know. And so it's easier for me to, and I don't have a lot of political things, but sometimes I do want to make a point, and it is that silly where I have a, that Mike Kaplan actually gave me a perfect line for. Oh. Uh, I had a bit about how the magic bullet, you know, that blender, yes. magic, I was like, it did just, it truly does bother me that. Uh, the phrase magic bullet is from the Kennedy assassination. That's how we know it as a phrase. That's why it's a <laughs> kind of marketing I that. thing. And it's so fucked up to just go like, yeah, it's kind of shaped like a bullet. chops it up like magic. It's a magic bullet. <laughs> and it's a blender. And, <laughs> and I was thinking, I was trying to think of the perfect example because I did not want to make some Holocaust joke <laughs> or say like I have an oven called this. But I was telling my cap, I was like, I'm trying to think of a of an item that's so benign <laughs> And for no reason has a fucked up name. Uh, (laughs) And he gave me the, it's like if I had a uh, egg beater and called it the Auschwisk. (laughs) And and I said, but it fluffs eggs with genocidal efficiency. (laughs) (laughs) But but that, you know, I'm making a point of, I do hate that advertising does that. Yeah. it's it's so much easier to just come up with a silly example like that For than sure. to go. Let me tell you what's fucked up about advertising, man. You know, yeah, man. yeah. And, yeah. And uh-huh. mean, they're putting fluoride in the water, man. You know, <laughs> yeah.
5: Come on, let's talk about sex.
0: This is Ellen DeGeneres. It's from her <laughs> 19- 1986 Johnny Carson.
6: <laughs> Thank you. Hi good. You feeling good? Me too. Feels great. I've been keeping in shape lately, you know. You have to. I'm getting older. I'm 27. People say, you don't look 27. You look like you're about 23. I'm lucky because that runs in my family. My grandmother is 97. She looks about
1: 93.
6: (laughs) Have a little nephew who's four. Doesn't even look like he's born yet. (laughs) Tiny embryo of a thing. That's good thing runs in my family though I think that my grandmother started walking five miles a day when she was 60. She's 97 today and we don't know where the hell she is. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding we know where she is she's in prison. <laughs> I'm kidding again you know I kid a lot because uh, I'm a comedian. Uh, <laughs> people ask me, were you funny as a child? And uh, no, I was an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) My mother used to hum me to sleep every night. She'd stand there. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) So aggravating. (laughs) (laughs) My parents were extremely cruel to me. I remember one day I was coming home from kindergarten. Well, (laughs) they told me it was kindergarten. I found out later I'd been working in a factory for two (laughs) days. Thank you, thank you, yeah. We used to, we used to uh, my dad, when I was about four or five years old, he walks up to me before Christmas one day, and he says, Ellen, what would you like for Christmas? I said, gosh, dad, I'd like a little dolly. Christmas Day, he wheels in this tremendous heavy metal thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, dad, that's not what you I mean. Uh-huh. You ever try to dress, dress one of those things? They're impossible. They're just... We had fire drills around the house so that in case of a fire, we each had a special duty. Like my father had to grab the pets, my mother grabbed the jewelry, my brother ran out to get help. And they told me to try to save the washer and dryer.
1: <laughs>
6: so, good thing I had that dolly. <laughs> you know. Cause they're heavy. I used to wander around the woods when I was a kid because my parents would put me there and I'd uh, I'd find petrified wood and I'd think to myself, what could have scared these trees so (laughs) badly? Maybe a dinosaur lifting his leg, I guess that was scary. Um, For a tree. I'm always thinking about these things because to me life is very precious, it's very special. We're here for such a short time that everything on this earth should have a reason, should have a beneficial purpose. And I feel like everything does, except for fleas, you know, <laughs> Fleas do nothing at all beneficial. I always thought at times like this, when we can't figure it out for ourselves, wouldn't it be great if we could just pick up the phone and call up God and ask him these things? Just pick up the phone and call up God. Yeah, hi God, this is Ellen. <laughs> Ellen, D- degenerous. D- degenerous. <laughs> what, what's so funny? <laughs> No, I never thought of that. It does sound like that, doesn't it? (laughs) I get it. Listen, if you weren't a bit Sure, hold on. Somebody's at the gate. (laughs) 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 Onward, Christian soldiers... Yeah, just sing along to your tape. They're great. Yeah. Listen, there are certain things on this earth. I just don't understand why they're here. No, not Charo. <laughs> no. But there are certain things, that, like uh, insects. They, no, bees are great. The honey, that's clever.
1: <laughs>
6: yeah. I was thinking more about fleas. They seem to have no benefit. No, I didn't realize how many people were employed by the flea collar industry. <laughs> Not to mention spray as Well <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Of course you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, who you
6: are. Yeah. Oh. You got a little cold, God bless you. Or bless yourself. <laughs> bless yourself. <laughs> oh, I'm still doing that comedy. You got a joke for me. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Uh-huh. Now I got time. Of course you would know that more than me, huh? <laughs> that was a joke. Go ahead. Who's there? (laughs) God who? (laughs) Godzilla. (laughs) Oh, incredibly funny, huh? Yeah. Yeah, And another one, sure. (laughs) Uh, Who's there? God who? Got a dime? (laughs) Oh! (laughs) No, I don't have time for another one. No. Uh, To get to, so I gotta go. How about that? God, who gotta go? Cute, <laughs> stupid. All righty. <laughs> it was good talking to you too, and I'll see. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>
3: Thank you very much. Um, uh, Ellen's
2: great. She is so good. I love her because hers are like kind of little quick one-liners, but they have so much like personality to them, and she makes the most of it. She almost has these lines where it's like, like my mother used to hum me to sleep, and then she makes the noise, and then she just very quietly says like. So aggravating.
3: Yeah, it's like a demeanor type funny that I think Caldwell also had. Jeff Caldwell. Yes. He's, he, I, I don't know if you saw the, the video, time. but he's, if you're looking at the video, he, he's very smiley and very, like, reserved sarcastic. For and that's sure. kind of how Ellen is, where something's hilarious in a very... I always love that. I love anything that's, like, very downplayed. Absolutely. It even makes it funnier. Like yeah. Stephen Wright saying, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A huge applause. Yeah.
2: I also love the um there's that part where she's um uh she's talking to God and she's like the uh degenerous. Degenerous. Yeah, it does sound like that. That yeah. is funny. Like that just little play there's so much she's doing with uh she's being very quick on everything, but they like illustrate like points that she doesn't even have to pay she goes yeah. a to c super super She's very good
3: at what jeff foxworthy is very good at which uh-huh. is one-sided act outs mm. you're only uh. saying your side and you make the joke with what you're saying and it's implied what the yeah. other person say like jeff foxworthy has a really funny one-sided act out about how his dad was a drunk basically and it was we get pulled over by a cop but he would just do it as the cop and you go like mr foxworth you know what i pulled you over no i don't want a beer and i don't think you should be having one either <laughs> you know, i pulled you over because your ski uh, you, no it's not illegal to tow a boat but we do require you have a trailer uh, <laughs> there, put the beer down no you lost a skier about, about three miles back just, like he's just a cop trying to wrangle his dad yeah but you don't need to hear his dad because you know so what funny. he's doing That is fantastic word economy. Yeah, you've Mm -hmm. taken out half the words that you needed to say. Right, right. There's so much implied with every single response. And just that she's normalizing God as the phone conversation and the little things you do on the phone to like you're tired of hearing people or... Or uh, you didn't like that or whatever. Like, It's just funny to hear God humanized like that.
0: Without saying it, she very clearly implies God is not a good joke teller. <laughs> He's, He's to get an off annoying person. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. But being so polite and sweet about it because it's God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: it's she also does this like, uh, I like her segues because she does like a one-liner to get to a one-liner. Like the petrified wood thing. She's like, I want to walk around in the woods, you know, because uh, my parents love me there. Yeah. Just like those quick little off the cuff, like kind of like throw it. I the found that the joke.
3: in my own. I don't know if you found that where I yeah. when I have longer most of the time now, I don't do anything that I love short jokes, but yeah. I don't I have no use for them uh-huh. as non sequiturs and stuff. But I do write them all the time and I find a place for them later in a chunk. And for then all sure. of a sudden you got like three lines that are a good joke on their mm-hmm. own. But may help explain the setup for something bigger. Absolutely, and, it, it seems like she's using it. Like,
0: and how do you do? You keep like a running list of all these short jokes in you have my no head. Place for I have <laughs> joke index, that
3: it always. I never. I mean, and this isn't. <laughs> I don't think this is a brag by any means, <laughs> but I never forget how a joke goes. I just forget it exists. Mm. So, like sometimes I'll be reminded whether it's someone else or something close enough to something i wrote comes up and i go oh shit and and and, yeah. and this
0: is a brag i'm able to forget both <laughs>
3: like really good. good at it yeah, yeah. Uh, i wish
0: i could forget some <laughs> jokes but yeah. yeah unfortunately i know them <laughs> <laughs> No. I, I would say I do it without even trying. Uh,
3: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to brag, but I end up doing it. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, so. it's sort you know, of that's pretty impressive. Part yeah. of talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, no. but I
0: still do. Just like little things, too, where she's just, oh, just singing along to your tape.
3: Yeah, that was great. Yeah, like someone's the at thing. the gate that's Uh-oh. the thing that she needed to say that i feel for people because i immediately picked up on she's singing along to hold music but uh-huh. people sometimes need that little mm-hmm. of, oh it's the time uh. yeah sometimes you're not <laughs> imagine like an older audience
0: oh yeah. <laughs> and like she'll hit oh, okay. she'll hit her husband <laughs> it's the same i've been in the same okay i love the
2: someone's at the gate thing that yeah. shit is really funny <laughs> i'm
0: sure you've heard this this is one of my favorite things that happens at comedy shows where somebody a, a joke will hit someone late but hard and then they'll go oh i got it uh, <laughs> yeah where
3: they say the line that you said yeah and it's like i i said the line i don't need to hear it back i don't need it's nice to know exactly why you're laughing but, <laughs> but actually do that in my album there is a guy that and i just left it in because it was just a fun remind you that it's live but i did about Two jokes in a row that after both, I said, that's so stupid <laughs> or something. And I, oh, yeah, I was I just this. laughing to myself at how dumb the joke, because one of the jokes, Joe List kept, Joe List loved a joke I did about he doesn't probably know this, but he he loved a joke I did about uh, Wolverine. And do, do you think he heals faster than the average human emotionally? Yes. <laughs> and, and it's this dumb act out of like, uh, you know, Wolverine's going, my dad just died. You want to go bowling or something? <laughs> <laughs> I got claws. Nothing gets me down. <laughs> yeah, this, it's really dumb. And I would just comment to myself as stupid. And there was a guy sitting right near the stage that I think felt that I was saying I hate my jokes or something not realizing that in comedy dumb or stupid is a pretty good compliment yeah. but he he goes he goes oh it's awesome. It's, <laughs> awesome it's awesome and he said it and i go yeah thanks man he said that Three times. You can just laugh. Uh, yeah. I, it would be a nightmare. <laughs> Everyone was like, let me vocally tell you how yeah. I feel about each joke you do. That is very, very funny. Uh,
0: I, I will say on the flip side, I have been at like open mics where I think something didn't get what it deserved because people are been shitheads. And then I'll, I'll have laughed at it. And then I'll go, that's funny. Just because I want. Yeah, there is like,
2: this kind of. I'm if like, funny, you do it in a funny
3: yeah, way, too, yeah. where you're just like. Me and Norman both do that. If you hear that in the back of the room ha you just, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means. I think is that's funny.
2: One time, I just I was just like very earnest, like I think this might be on you guys because like I told the joke, I knew it, it. It's been working forever. I said why it didn't work with you guys. I was riffing about it. I talked to you directly. These are all the signs of a good time. I think this
3: might be your fault. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's,
3: that was very fun. That's, uh, that's like the Kindler. I love Kindler doing God. Uh, you know, you guys are all seem like great individual people. As a group, it's not working. <laughs> I hope maybe you could go to other events, get better as an audience. Maybe I'll see you as the crowd on Letterman one day. <laughs> this next clip is by Stephen Wright.
0: And it's from his 2007 album, I Still Have a Pony.
5: It's called Quote. Thanks. <laughs> When I was a little kid, I wish the first words I ever said was the word quote, so right before I died, I could say unquote. <laughs> <laughs> lots of my friends have babies, but I don't have any babies, but I have lots of friends. Babies don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> they all have those baby monitors so they can hear the baby from the other room, which I consider a form of wiretapping. <laughs> someday is going to be a really smart baby that makes a fake recording of some fake baby noises. <laughs> I'm going to crawl out the window and go to Italy. <laughs> I need one of those baby monitors from my subconscious to my consciousness so I can know what the hell I'm really thinking about. <laughs> Sometimes I talk to myself fluently in languages I'm unfamiliar with. Just to screw with my subconscious. (laughs) It's a good thing a lot of people speak foreign languages, otherwise those people would have no one to talk to. I was in first grade, the teacher told us that the president was married to the first lady and all I could think of was, wow, I wonder if she ever saw any dinosaurs. <laughs> she told us about Michelangelo and the Sistine Chapel and that day I went home, I was laying at the top of my bunk bed looking at the ceiling and I'm thinking, why not? <laughs> my brother's pushing the bed around. Give me more aqua. <laughs> I did Jesus and Santa Claus on a seesaw. <laughs> I had Jesus on the low end, even though he weighed less. Because <laughs> he's Jesus. Jesus pissed off a lot of people, you know. We stopped turning the water into wine, I'm trying to take a shower. He's a perfect absurdist comedian.
0: Yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. The perfect. Nothing serious about anything he's doing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Seeing him too is great because he can be so reserved and crushed so hard. Yeah. And it's almost like feeds on itself. Like the less he does, the more he gets. <laughs> <Like> it's, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. The pacing is incredible. Otherwise, why would you ever get a laugh just saying thanks? Uh, <laughs> I mean, you yeah. have to be him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It. It, it bounces off his character. Yeah. It's it's just you know this is Stephen Wright. This is how he does this. Genius
3: recluse whatever. <laughs> right.
0: right. <laughs> I can just imagine him writing. It's just he just takes a piece of paper, he writes it down and he looks he just looks at it, holds it up to the light, he's like perfect. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> there's certain jokes that I'm amazed people argue over is that my joke uh did where it's it's a math joke. It's this Here's this thing, everyone knows it to go this way. You did this misunderstanding. Boom, boom. Mm -hmm. Stephen Wright makes those short jokes his own with how absurd it is, but it still does that. You know, it's still like, what was that joke? The first lady joke. Like, yeah. The first lady Uh, joke. That's misunderstanding first lady, but he makes it, it's so much himself, where he's yeah. just like, I wonder if she saw any dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just this little weirdo that you like hearing his thoughts. Uh-huh. And, and,
0: and a lot of times what happens to me with Stephen Wright is he does those little math jokes, and then I'm just like, eh, yeah, I see what you did there. And it lulls me into, that's what this is. Escape mm-hmm. to
3: Italy comes
0: up. And then, yeah.
2: Yeah. What, that tag is so funny. And all of a sudden he paints
0: there. this giant cartoon with what? Like fucking four words?
3: Yeah. yeah. Like this baby or,
0: crawling out of the window to go to Italy. <laughs> like, like, Yeah. He had yeah. a joke
3: about, he gives you silly visualizations. Like his brother scooting him around the room. maybe yeah. me more aqua. Yeah, that just picture that immediately puts it in your head of yeah. a, a weird little kid painting the ceiling. And uh, there was another joke, but he it's does so that fast like
0: you could it. do that with so many more words, and I think most people would. Yeah, but it's yeah. Just, it's like now nah, my brothers blah 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 blah. Yeah,
3: this is it? Yeah. Have you heard uh, his joke where he talks about I don't know how it's worded, which is important, but <laughs> it
0: is it, it gets to
3: uh, where he's yelling at kids for being in his yard. These kids kept coming to my yard, so that I got my house made out of balsa wood, huh. <laughs> so he can lift up his house and go get out of my yard. <laughs> <laughs> Which is such a silly place to take a joke, but it's hilarious. Yeah, that really is weird. And huh? He got there like real quickly. <laughs> right. Let's do a little bit more of on this one.
5: Jesus pissed off a lot of people, you know. We stopped turning the water into wine. I'm trying to take a shower. <laughs> What did Jesus ever do for Santa Claus on his birthday? (laughs) Don't think about it. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) You know, the New Testament is pretty old. (laughs) I think you should call them the Old Testament or the most recent Testament. (laughs) You know, when you look at a star, it may not even be there anymore because it takes so long for the light to get from there to here. Maybe gone, it just looks like it's still there. That's how I see my old girlfriends. <laughs> Imagine if light bulbs work like that. I thought I told you to shut that light off. I did. It should be out by Friday. <laughs> the universe is expanding. That should help ease the traffic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So brilliant at the same time.
5: (laughs) Imagine Pulitzer Prize fighting. (laughs) Okay. Oh, my God.
0: Zero fat. Yeah. Yeah. It was negative fat on that joke.
3: Also, Uh he does a technique that I sometimes get annoyed with, but he does it perfectly where... You know, Pulitzer Prize fighting is smashing two words together, but he yeah. does, it, he brings it across in such a funny way yeah. instead of imagine it's it. kind of become a neo hack type thing. And I mean, that in the true sense of the word, like hack need, yeah. <laughs> like where it's just overdone to, to bring up a wordplay thing in the same exact way of like, I'm going to open a business that does this and this sure and it's called a combination of the two things uh-huh. you know it like that's just such a cl- clever way to just bring up can you imagine uh, yeah. cuz <laughs> it brings a mental image to your head and you're like yeah. that's what's funny Get right to that
0: a world erupts from the smallest turns of phrase for him
3: he saw me do a set once at in Boston to walk off stage after doing seven minutes and then see out of the darkness, Stephen Wright. I was like, Oh God, I'm so yeah. glad I know now. And not yeah, before. Not before. <laughs> I was be so just so thinking about Look, almost like, so oh, wet Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was like meeting, uh, you know, anyone that's just like, Oh my, like when I met Jimmy Carter, I had Whoa. less of a, effect. I was a valet and Jimmy Carter just came up and talked to us. Oh wow. And that was, that's crazy to be talking to someone with a Nobel prize. Just like, he's just another yeah. boy, but he, uh, that's what it's like meeting Stephen Wright, but more so. Cause he was yeah. a bigger deal to me. <laughs> than Jimmy Carter. Yeah, right, right. yeah right. Right. <laughs> That is something about
0: like doing this is how much larger comedians loom in our lives than a president.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Even among comedians, like I I've gotten to work with some of People that I would never imagine i work with, like uh-huh. Bobcat Goldthwait's one that stuck out to me as uh, this cool. is so odd. I've just known you so well as what you were in the 80s and uh-huh. your movies, yeah. but just get him to know as a person was very different. Uh, I want to finish this bit because otherwise my oh, Asperger's sure. will really kick up. Yeah.
5: Imagine Pulitzer Prize fighting. <laughs> See two writers beating the shit out of each other. Imagine how weird phones would look if your mouth was nowhere near your ears.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Imagine Oscar's straight jackets for little insane children. Oh, stay away from Jimmy
3: it seems like the downside of being a one-liner comic because if something doesn't go over, you kind of got to reset every time. But with Stephen Wright, there's just something about it where... If you don't find something as hilarious, it just kind of brushes off. It's just mm-hmm. another weird
2: thought he had. Mm-hmm. And you're already stuck in his imagination. It's like Mitch Hedberg. It's like yeah. the one, the one layer. It's like I'm more, you're playing in the space that he creates for you.
0: Yes. Yeah. We're not having a conversation where we relate to each other or yeah. we faux relate. Yeah. 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 We're I mean, not in your
2: doing world that. Right now. It's not watching like Carlin or Louis or Jeffries or something where it's like, this is my opinion on the world. It's just like, this is what I think about all day. It, <laughs> getting um, Yeah. It's interesting
3: to be in his head for a bit. For you sure, know. that's great. Yeah, so, good pick. Why'd you, you pick the bit? <laughs> <laughs> well, he seemed to be a little rambly, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's the essence of word of comedy yeah, to me for because real. not only is, is he got great brevity, gets the word of uh, the joke across well, but just in his lack of emotion or lack of uh, energy, you get he gets more out of it. That's, yeah, that's just the ultimate, that's anti. You know everything you're supposed to believe for sure. <laughs> it's like a blank canvas that you you start from
0: over and over again with him. Whereas yeah. the other, I think a lot of other comedians, they're building. There's a momentum. There's this energy, and yeah, if he just he just shakes. Yes, extra sketch. Yeah, you're right. I wish I could have heard him before he got good at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, like, the really early... Him things. really miking it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's early. yeah.
3: People just staring at him like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And where he came up in Boston in the 80s, that was Vicious. the time of uh, viciousness. But, you know, Lenny Clark was the way to be. And Lenny Clark's hilarious. But I don't like, really know Lenny Clark. What uh, kind Lenny, of comic You is definitely he? know him, but okay. maybe you don't recognize... Uh, Tony V, also another Boston great... But mm-hmm. like dennis leary not as funny but that style you know like oh aggressive opinion, just like you know i'm bringing this i'm a fucking funny guy you I know, know it's, yeah, like, totally. it's kind of a tough guy type thing and then for this little weirdo to be like, <laughs> uh, maybe that helped them too they got these crowds ready to be fucking hammered and then he's just like chilling back and be like here's it, another weird thing
2: it might have <laughs> that is like the, his literal voice
3: does sound like if if he was like Do we have a problem? Like, it might be scary. It could be. Although, they they tell a story about they had to do some... There was a lot of comedy slash disco Uh at that time, (laughs) where they would have a comedy show and then clear it out and have a dance floor. Cool. And Stephen Wright admittedly did not do well in those... Uh, The disco. They wouldn't listen to him. They wouldn't do anything. So he just started to walk off, and then they started to boo him for walking off. And he walked back to the mic, and he goes, Hey you can all go fuck your mothers. And <laughs> <laughs> then walked off again slowly to be like, I'm walking off on my turf. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. You're not driving me out. I I'm done that. with you. Uh, I love I, that. I think you have to have that. It's are It's not pessimistic to me, but I always have an adversarial kind of relationship with the audience in mm-hmm. my head. Because it's like, I'm up here and you're down there. If I let that go, then... People will be as mean as you let them. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Who hurt you, Andy? The world. Who hurt you? Uh, (laughs) Everybody.
3: yeah. A huge thanks to our guest, Andy Sanford. You're welcome. I'm glad to leave on such a cheery note. Right?
1: Ah!
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. First of all, if you have not listened to his album, absolutely, please, please do. It's called Me the Whole Time. It is available (laughs) from Comedy Dynamics. You can find it on Spotify and a few other places, I'm sure. Coming
3: soon, we have a special, right? Yeah, July twenty fourth, uh, my special Shameful Information, which was recorded at Star Bar in Atlanta where I started, at awesome. nice Dive Bar produced by Dave Willis. And it'll be available for purchase on iTunes and Amazon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then later we'll be available streaming like Hulu and stuff. But like don't that. wait. Don't wait. But yeah. yeah, why wait? Just yeah. go buy the you know, buy the thing.
0: Don't <laughs> fucking procrastinate yeah. So, And then also uh, There is permission to fail Every Monday at the Creek in the Cave At 10pm in Long Island City
3: Basically I book funny people To do their newer shit Like six to eight minutes And I don't say the lineup because uh,
2: <laughs> Someone told me about the show and told me it was great It was uh, like the most it's fun a lot. I've had
3: I love seeing it come to fruition Like what it, what's supposed to happen Which is like You see someone do a newer bit, find something on stage. So it's a lot of really funny people, and I don't say the lineups, but we do have very, very funny people dropping in, and uh, it's awesome. Awesome. the host. That's
0: great. Uh, Permission to Fail, every Monday, at the Creek in the Cave, 10 p.m., uh, mystery lineup of amazing, funny people. Yes. Right? Okay. And you can follow our guest, Andy Sanford. That is at Andy Sanford, both on Instagram and Twitter, And also, that's his uh,
3: website, right? uh, Sanford is S-A-N-D-F-O-R-D. A A lot of people don't Mm -hmm. get that. But Mm -hmm. I think Instagram is at Andy.Sanford. Because some... Oh, Uh, I see that. Yes. I even wrote (laughs) it down.
0: Okay. Yes. So, Andy. Anyway, it'll all be in the show notes. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, our plugs. So, I have uh, coming up this whole summer. I don't know when this is going to drop here, but this whole summer, I've got a summer series for my special tonight monthly show. We're actually doing it more than monthly. We're going to have a few of them in a an awesome backyard and that's in the Lower East Side. It's going to be super fun and it includes a catered dinner. It is a, it's going to be a blast. It's with, uh, I, pro- I co-produced that with Sadek Samani, and then also we have late night romp. Late night romp every Tuesday 9:30 at,
2: at V Spot and Brick Spot Comedy uh, Comedy Club. It it's not a comedy club. Comedy house it is, of backyard. It, it is not a comedy club. Uh, <laughs> please
0: book me a New York Comedy Club. It's not yeah, a comedy yeah, club. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> yes, it is a collaboration with a bunch of like-minded comedy producers. It's in mm-hmm. the back of V Spot at uh, 12 State Marks. So I've been renovating it for the last comedy few months. hangout, and it is turning <laughs> okay. into a fun place for producers. To come and and make great shows. Yeah. that's really what it yeah. is.
2: But there's also doodles on the wall, so we it's all it's other arts too. Yeah, it's to yeah.
0: so, <laughs> uh, and of course, uh, please 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 head over to Let's Talk About Sets.com You can check out the show notes. We're gonna have we have all the links there, and we have a, all of our episodes are organized by theme and by the comedians that we discuss. You can get those episodes automatically every other week by subscribing to the podcast. Please do it now. Special thanks to Jeff. Caldwell, Ellen DeGeneres, and Stephen Wright... Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and the biggest talk <laughs> into the microphone. How many? I was eating carrots. No, I was eating carrots, guys. We uh, <laughs> were both eating carrots. I'm eating carrots, dude. I'm a carrot no. guy. Uh, and uh, of course, of course, of course. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to Salt and Peppa. Oh, we love you so much for the fair use parody. It's a parody uh, <laughs> of your song. That of course, you, I mean, who even knows what it is? Yeah, with, right uh, this, now it's its own with all the. Like, like, come well, on, 97 eight, already? So. I, yeah. yeah,
3: that is a famous. I, yeah, I just realized it's from. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A it's yeah. yeah, it. Yeah.
0: yeah, with with the Glock and Spiel, I added and stuff. It's just like it's hard. To, yeah. <laughs> Sets.